Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where some people like to think they own city property like sidewalks. Guys, I hope you're having a fantastic day today and get ready for another set of wild stories that'll leave you shaking your heads. Subscribe if you haven't, and hey, I hope you enjoy the stories today. So on this day, my husband and I were meeting friends at a beachside restaurant for lunch and drinks. Now, beach parking is at a premium, so at peak times, cars circled a lot hoping to be the next person to catch someone leaving. We thought we'd gotten lucky on this particular day. A family had just made their way from the boardwalk to their car, which was just ahead of us. As they buckled in their kids, we turn on the signal and we wait patiently, giving them space to back out. So after they made their way, my husband starts to make the left turn into the spot and had to suddenly slam on the brakes to avoid hitting a woman who darts across the road in front of us. As she kept walking, we slowly angled in after her, at which point, instead of continuing through to the next row, she turns around, faced us, and she drops all of her beach gear in the middle of the pavement, inside the parking spot, in front of us. Now allow me to introduce Karen. We're now stopped halfway into the parking stall, the woman in front of us, centered in the spot, nonchalantly acting like we're not even there. My husband and I look at each other, and I suggest finding a different spot. My husband was annoyed, but he looked over his shoulder to back out. The car behind us was super close as a result of making such a quick stop. They couldn't fit around us, and we couldn't reverse to get out of the spot. Because other cars were piling up behind them, we were literally trapped. My husband then rolls down the window and says, Ma'am, could you please move out of that parking spot? Karen says, No, 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 no. I got here first, and I'm saving it. All of my stuff is here. I say to her, We're not able to back out. We really need you to move. Karen says, That's not my problem. You can't have this spot because my husband and kids are on their way. I got here first. Now at this point, my husband starts inching forward to try to give the car behind us space to get around. Now, the line of cars trying to park has now wrapped all the way through the lot and is forming on the main roadway. Karen screeches, Oh, okay, are you trying to hit me? I tell her, Ma'am, we have to try to give these cars space. And she says, You just want to take the good spot away from my family. We have children with us. My kids want a day at the beach. Don't ruin it. My husband says, This is not about whether you have children, but tell me something, where's your family right now? The Karen then calls them, and we could hear her husband on speaker saying they're stuck in traffic a quarter mile down the road, heading towards the parking lot. My husband then yells, your wife is the one holding up traffic. She's standing in the parking spot. Now after my husband says that, there's silence for a second. And then the husband says, what have I told you about holding parking spots? You're supposed to be down on the beach getting the umbrella up. I'll find parking. As she gathered her things and moved away, we could hear them arguing, but we just took our spot and went to lunch. I had an extra frozen margarita for good measure. (laughs) Guys, I love this story. Sensible husband for the win. I told you to stop doing that. Like, all I can think of is that poor man. With that said, though, I absolutely hate when people stand in parking spots to save it. 
Like every time I go shopping on Black Friday, guaranteed, some kid is standing in a parking spot saving it for their entitled parents. So when I was around 6 years old, I lived with my family in a nice house in a small city in Poland. It was a quiet neighborhood on the outskirts and pretty much all the neighbors knew each other. Now there was no sidewalks around the part of the street I lived at. Only one crappy sidewalk that starts on the other side in front of my neighbor's house. Now it's important to remember that the sidewalk was very old and in very bad shape. Still to this day, people are asking the city to fix it. Now this story is about that neighbor Karen. Karen's an older lady. Everyone suspected that she really didn't have anything better to do than gossip and disturb everyone and trying to rule the street. Everyone's always commenting that if you want to get the whole area to know something, all you had to do was tell her something and then say, it's a secret. So whenever someone comes to visit us, they usually park their car in front of our property. But on bigger meetups, such as barbecues, parties, people would park in front of the closest neighbor's houses too. There was never a problem. No gates were obstructed and nobody was disturbed. Well, almost nobody. Karen hated when someone parked in front of her house. She would always run out yelling how we dared park our filthy cars on her precious sidewalk. My mother's not someone that lets someone yell at her. She's had many discussions with Karen about laws and rules that stated that she doesn't own anything outside her fence. Which means that the sidewalk is public and anyone can park on it as long as they leave enough space for a wheelchair to pass. That wasn't enough though. Every time someone would come to us and park their car there, the yelling would start. Until one time, my mother's friend, Tomek, came for a coffee during winter. He's a local policeman and his specialty is road law. So my mother tells him about Karen and her behavior regarding the sidewalk. At that, Tomic laughs, since that thing is in such bad shape that it can barely even be called a sidewalk. When he was leaving, he assured my mom that he would stop by the next day for a coffee on his lunch break. So the next day comes by, and I was playing with my brother in the snow. We then see a black car pulling over in front of Karen's house. And as the driver gets out, Karen storms out of her house yelling, You can't park there! This is my sidewalk! Get your filthy car off my property! Well, there he was, Tomek, with his full uniform, hat and all, turning around towards Karen as comically as he could and says, Excuse me? You tell me that I can't park my car here? To which Karen stammers and says, Y-yes. He then says to her, But this is a sidewalk, open to public. She says, Yes, but it's my sidewalk. He then says to her, So let me get this straight, this is your sidewalk? The Karen says yes. And you are the one responsible for taking care of it? Karen responds proudly, Well, yes, I am. That's why I don't allow anyone to park here. He then tells her, Oh, that's so nice that I found you. Since it's your sidewalk, you are responsible for clearing the snow from it to not create danger for people walking on it. Since it's not plowed, I need to write you a fine for endangering public safety. He says that as he pulls out his notebook. Karen argues and says, But no other sidewalks are plowed. Why should I plow mine? The officer tells her, oh, that doesn't matter, the other sidewalks belong to the city. The city crew is working on cleaning them. But since this sidewalk is yours, it's your responsibility. Karen argues and says, I can't shovel snow, I'm old. To which the officer says, then you need to hire someone to do that. Of course, if this sidewalk happened to be public property. Now this is where Karen admits, it's not really mine. He says, but a moment ago, you were yelling at me that it was. So what is it? Is it yours or not? Because I don't know if I should find you or not. The Karen finally gives up and she tells him that it's not hers. And he says, alright, it seems that we cleared it up. 
Now, if you ever want to harass anyone like you did me, it could result in a fine. I'm letting you off with a warning, so I recommend you watch out on what you claim to be yours. He then proceeds to cross the street and enjoy a coffee in our house. Karen never disturbed anyone for parking in front of her house again. She would only stare at people, trying to burn holes in their skulls with her sight. Guys, the amount of stories I read where Karens think they own that space in front of their house is absurd. And in this story, I'm glad the officer taught her a lesson. Absolutely brilliant how he handled it. Okay, so my parents don't believe in the vaccine for the virus that's floating around. Now, we're talking full-on, vaccines cause things such as autism, and corona was invented by Bill Gates to mind-control us all. I've repeatedly watched my parents get kicked out of businesses for refusing to wear a mask, and my mother Karen even had a meltdown in a grocery store that I'm surprised wasn't recorded and blasted all over the internet. But that's not what this story's about. The problem came around when I got the vaccine for work. Now my job has me dealing with a lot of people, and a large amount of them are elderly, pregnant, or immune compromised. So I figured I'd just get it and not tell them since I live an hour away in the next state, and only visit them once a week on my day off. After my second shot, I did get a little sick. And while I was laying in bed, I call my sister, who lives four hours away, because it's her birthday. During the conversation, I did mention that I had gotten the vaccine. Unbeknownst to me, my mother Karen was in the car with her during a visit, and she heard every word. She then proceeds to have a five-alarm meltdown at my sister's house, saying that I'm gonna die while my sister gives me play-by-play via text. When my mother returned at the end of the week, she called me and told me that I'm no longer allowed over at her house unless I take all these supplements that she got off Facebook to stop the spike proteins, and that I'm not allowed to visit my brother, who's 39, lives two states away, and has kids. At this point, I had enough of her crap. I told her my health is none of her business, and whether or not I can visit my brother is my brother's decision, not hers. She then exploded on me, and I hung up the phone. Now, an important thing to note here is that the car I drive, which is a used Prius, technically belonged to my grandparents. After my grandmother had a stroke and got into a car crash, a minor one where nobody was injured, thank goodness, they decided to give me the car since I needed one, and told my dad to make it happen since he had power of attorney. He agreed to do it in exchange for $2,500 that he put towards the $90,000 Parent PLUS loan that he has from my college. So midway through my exile, I decide to try to be the bigger person and clear things up with my mom. I invite her out to listen to her concerns and establish some boundaries for the both of us so we can move on with our relationship. Now I know that sounds dumb, but I thought since she gave birth to me that I could reason with her and we could talk it out like adults, and that did not happen. The entire lunch, she treats me like I was diseased. She wouldn't touch or hug me, and she kept her food as far away from me as possible. When I try to broach the subject of apologizing and patching this up, she launches into a tirade how she will not compromise or walk on eggshells for me. For no reason, she then drags my sexuality into it and says it makes her uncomfortable and I needed psychological help. Now that was my last straw. I then said goodbye, walked away from the table, and decided to go no contact while I grieved and made a plan for how to move forward. Fast forward a few weeks when I went to renew my tabs and made an appointment to renew my license. They get sent to my parents' house because my dad still holds the title. Since I had limited contact with my dad and asked him about it, we agreed to get the car title settled. I tell him I'll go anywhere but the house to do it because I don't want to face mom while I was angry and say something to her that I'd regret. He kept moving the time and place around until last night. He called and finally said either I come to the house to confront them or he's gonna call police. 
I remind them that they both forbade me from going back to the house, and I kid you not, he went full gaslight and says, No we didn't, you're making this stuff up. I tell him I'm not going back to the house, and that's when he told me that I need to come back for the title paperwork and to sign a promissory note. I ask him what the note's for, and he told me it's an agreement to pay the Parent PLUS loan back to him. He literally said that was the only leverage he had over me, and if I didn't sign it, I wasn't getting the car. I told him it wasn't my loan, and he got really angry and called me a bunch of names. He ended the conversation by telling me that I either show up at the house or forfeit the free car. I then asked for my $2,500 back, and he told me to F off. So after a night of crying, I called my sister and made a plan to close the bank account my dad has access to, and just get a different car with the money I have in my savings. I plan to leave my grandparents' cars and keys in their driveway while they're gone, and just mail them some money each month for the loan without a return address. A used Prius is not worth signing my life away to some entitled piece of crap. So with this story guys, a lot of people are saying for OP to stop paying any money at all, and just let them take OP to court while continuing no contact. So I'm pretty sure since the Parent PLUS loan is under their name, they're responsible and not OP. So if they do take OP to court, they would end up losing. Like guys, it's so unfortunate that this happened. And I've seen a lot of people in the last two years turn on others for getting the shots, not getting the shots. It's such a giant mess. Like all I can say is I hope OP does get it resolved with their parents because it's so stupid that it came to this guys. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This one took place about six or seven years ago. This story is a long one, but it's also my proudest moment from my four years in the industry. I started working at a pretty laid-back establishment where servers can wear whatever they want, and I was promoted to manager after two years. This particular event took place on a Friday night, and we were pretty busy. So this group of guys who appears to be in their late 50s walks in and were seated after about a 20-minute wait. They were served by one of my favorite waitresses, Susan. Susan was extremely charming, polite, funny, and generally well-loved by staff and customers alike. She took the drink orders quickly and brought them out quickly as well. After this, she comes up to me and said the guy seemed kind of skeevy, staring at her chest, touching her arm, making comments on how well she was dressed. I asked her if she wants me to give them to another server. She said no, because she thought they might tip well. Against my better instincts, I let her keep the table. After an hour and a half, during which she politely asked them to keep their hands to themselves multiple times, they flag her down. Now I didn't witness what was said, but she told me about it afterwards. It went something like this. Susan asked, is there something I can do for you guys, or would you like your bills now? The old guy says to her, oh, no, not quite yet. We plan on having dessert and some more drinks. 
We've just been talking and thought you could use some advice. You really should be more flirty with your guest, you know? Frankly, I found it incredibly rude when you asked us not to touch you, especially in that outfit. It's obvious you dress like that and expect to get big tips based on your looks alone. Also, you shouldn't refer to us so casually. We expect you to call us sir or gentleman when you're referring to all of us. If you want to get good tips, you're going to have to work a little harder for it, sweetheart. Now, we'll be here for a bit longer, so if you do a good job from this point on, you can expect to be tipped. Understood? Now, Susan was very shaken. She turned to leave after giving a meek understood. Before she left, one of the guys made a comment about her. She came over to me with tears in her eyes and relayed everything to me, and she starts crying while saying it. I then felt this calm, focused rage wash over me. I apologized to her, hugged her, and promised that I'd go make a scene for her. She cheered up a bit after that and stopped crying hard. I printed out their checks and prepared myself. Now, before going to college and working here, I was in the Marines. I was a sergeant and a squad leader. I can adopt a very specific manner of speaking that comes from being in charge of a dozen junior Marines and dealing with their idiocy. So I march up to them and say, Good evening, gentlemen. The old man says, Excuse me, boy, I don't appreciate you interrupting this conversation. Send that girl back here so we can put in some more drink orders. I then tell him, That's not why I'm here, sir. You see, I just had an interesting conversation with your waitress, Susan. I heard you gave her some advice. The old man says, yeah. I told her how she could be doing her job better if she wants a tip. What about it? I tell him, well, I do have a bit of a problem with what you said to her, sir. I don't give a damn what you think she could do differently. What I do give a damn about is you harassing and belittling her and making her cry. Would you please explain why you felt the need to say these things to her? The man then says to me, Excuse me, son, but I don't appreciate your tone. I demand to see your manager so we can have our meals comped due to your behavior. I then tell him, I am the manager, sir, and I find your behavior unacceptable. First, you refuse to stop touching her arm when she asks politely. Then you get all indignant about it. You've been harassing her all evening, so don't you dare lecture me on my tone. And I don't give a damn about what she's wearing or what you think you're entitled to. You can't touch people without their consent. Now this had the desired effect of garnering a lot of attention, and most of our very liberal patrons were staring daggers at them. I then slap the bills onto the table and say, I'm not gonna comp anything for you. Now pay your bills and get out. None of you are welcome back here until you learn to treat servers with some respect. They then all realized that this very large man screaming in their face meant business. They then paid their bills and skedaddled. I immediately call the owner and explain the whole thing to him just in case they complained. To which he replied, Okay, I'm glad you stood up for her, but next time, just kick them out without making a scene and embarrassing them in front of all of our guests, please. Guys, I love how OP handled that situation. That's a great boss to look after his workers like that. I couldn't imagine working in the restaurant industry, though. With all these stories I read about entitled Karens treating waitresses like that, I really try my best to treat anybody who serves me with a little extra respect. Like, you never know what kind of day they're having, right? I got pregnant with my daughter Emma at 18 years old. I lived at home and was going to college and working. When I got pregnant, my parents kicked me out and I had to move in with my ex. I then dropped out of school and quit my job to take care of Emma because my ex told me that he would support me. When I was 22, he was 24, he graduated law school. He told me I had to move out because he wanted to find a wife. My parents had forgiven me so I moved in with them. We didn't have a court order, but we split custody pretty much 25-75 with me having more time. When Emma was 6 years old, he married his now wife. 
She couldn't have any more kids and wants Emma and her daughter to be sisters. Over the next three years, Emma spent less and less time with me and she'd throw a fit if I tried to pick her up. They gave her things I couldn't. When she was eight, she told me that she hated me. Now I never blamed her for the lies her father put into her head, because even though I lived at home, was in college, and working, I did my best to provide for her, but obviously they could do more. They then took me to court when she was 10, and surprise, surprise, the lawyer and his doctor wife with their million dollar home beat me in court. They painted me out to be this horrible parent, and Emma backed them up. They got primary custody, and I got visitation, but Emma refused to see me. I gave her money and gifts, but she didn't want me in her life. When I was 30, I met my husband, and he's the most amazing man that I've ever met. He's seen me struggle with this, and he's been very supportive. He has a daughter Emma's age, and a son who's 5 years younger. They treat me like their mom. Emma made zero efforts to get to know my husband and my stepkids. Emma and stepdaughter just graduated high school this past May, and my parents also recently passed, and they gave me their estate since I'm an only child. I've decided to pay for my stepdaughter's entire college tuition, and buy her a car, and pay for an apartment. Emma contacted me a week ago and told me that she missed me and she wanted to see me. This shocked me, seeing as we haven't even talked in a year. So we meet up and she told me she heard my parents died and then she asked if she could have some money to pay for college. Now I was shocked and I said, well, what about your dad and his wife? To which she says, my mom and dad want me to pay for this on my own to teach me responsibility and I believe I'm entitled to money seeing as you ruined my life. Now hearing this, I was very hurt, and I told her, after years of ignoring me and telling me that I'm not your mother, you now demand money from me? I'm not your wallet. My husband's telling me what I did was right, but my ex is telling me that I'm a piece of crap and I owe this to her. My stepdaughter feels bad and offered her college money because my daughter and her friends have been harassing her. I said absolutely not, it's your money. So am I the a-hole for not giving my daughter money after ignoring me for her whole life? Yeah, not with that daughter's entitled attitude of, you owe me money since you ruined my life. Like yes, it's always nice for parents to be able to pay for their children's college education. But seriously, it's so hard to pay for your kid's education when they're so demanding and entitled like that. And of course her ex doesn't make it better for OP by telling her that she's a piece of crap that owes it to Emma. But hey, that's entitled people for you. Guys, leave your comments below on what you think OP should do. And that wraps up our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, a Karen steals from a store and refuses to be arrested because she pays taxes. It's such a wild story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.